guys, welcome back to another episode of Bloom Theory Podcast. I am your host, Jillian Choquette, and today we are going to be talking about some of your questions. I actually only had a few different people ask me questions, but I have a lot of questions to go through. So I'm going to pick some of the, I don't know, some that I think that I could talk about the most and what might interest some of my listeners. But before I get into that, I just want to do my weekly recap like I usually do. This week wasn't really anything crazy. This past weekend, I went to the Orioles game, like I mentioned last week. It was really fun, except for the fact that it did rain on us basically the entire game. It's funny because normally if I go to an O's game, to be honest, I don't pay attention that much, especially because if it's a boring game, there's not really much to watch. If they're just kind of going back and forth, Um, but this was actually a really good game. Like, it was fun to watch, and it was a good time, and I was with some friends, and I also actually happened to go to the same game that my previous coworkers, which I have talked about before, or that I would hang out with and everything, that same group of coworkers from my last job, they were also at that game, so I got to see some of them, so that was nice, that was fun. And to make things even better, it was the game, which to be honest was the only thing that drew me to this particular game, uh, was that they were giving free Orioles Hawaiian shirts. So that is my biggest motivation to go to baseball games. That and, you know, like getting food and drinks and stuff and hanging out with friends. But I'm not a big, huge baseball fan. It's just the whole experience that gets me so anyway it was a good time even though the rain was put a little bit of a damper on things but you know it made it fun so this past week I officially started my summer lab rotation with my summer PI and we got to sit down have a chat about just what I'm going to be doing this summer and get this (laughs) get this guys I am starting the summer lab rotation fully this week, I guess. I mean, not fully because I'm doing half days except for Mondays basically, but um, basically they're moving labs into my previous lab. I don't know if I mentioned this yet on the podcast, but I just think that's really hilarious Um, except for the fact that I am going to be moving (laughs) again because my last lab moved out of their lab I moved into a house and this new lab is moving into my previous lab's lab. Like, what are the chances? I just think that's so crazy. But luckily, since I'm a rotating student, I'm not really as responsible for coordinating, moving the lab equipment and everything else that I had to do for my last job. So that is a weight off of my shoulders, to be honest. But the thing that does kind of suck is that depending on how long it takes to pack and unpack, I might be losing maybe a week or so, possibly more. I don't know. It's not as big of a lab, but um, I guess I'll be losing some of that time maybe to do, um, to help them unpack and everything and not do research, but we'll see. Um, It is just a summer lab rotation, so I can try to make it up in August possibly, but uh, I mean, it's just a rotation. So you're kind of seeing if you like the 
project, if you like the PI, if you like the lab, you're not, you know, you don't have to turn anything in at the end unless the PI asks, but he already said he understands. So there's that little rant over about having to move again. Um, everybody is running around stressed and I was like, it's, I totally get you. It's going to be okay. I just went through this, but, um, I do kind of, you know, feel for them at the same time. So with that, I have gotten to do a little bit of experimental stuff before they started packing up. And then I think all next week is going to be moving. So who knows how much research I'll be doing over the next week or two. Uh, the house is coming along. I have been trying to consistently go to the thrift stores in case something jumps out at me to use for decor or to kind of do a little DIY. Um, as I said before, I'm going to try to thrift things, DIY some things because I am not paying exorbitant amounts of money for furniture <laughs> to decorate our house. And so I'm trying to just kind of consistently go in case something new comes in and I can snatch it up because I have <laughs> learned my lesson because last week there's this really cute mirror that definitely could have been DIY to look like the anthropology mirror, but small version. If you guys know what I'm talking about, let me know because everyone, I guess, in as far as interior decor recently, the past maybe maybe last year was when it was really popular, or a year before, was that gold-rimmed anthropology mirror, which is crazy expensive. So anyway, they have the small versions, and I saw one that looked so much like that, and I could have just kind of, I think I would have needed to change the color a little bit, but it was already, I think, gold, but it looked like a mini version, and I was like, should I buy this? Should I not buy this? And this lady next to me was literally like, you should buy that. I see you eyeing it, and I was like, I don't know if I should, because I think it was maybe $25, $25 or $30, but I was like, at the time... I didn't know if I needed it. I always try to tell myself, is it a need? <laughs> Even though at this point our house is pretty bare, so in a way, yes, but there's other things that we, we actually do need as far as furniture pieces. So I didn't get it, and I went back this week, and I was like, maybe if it's still there, I should get it, and it was not. I should have hit it a little bit better than I did because I do try to hide things <laughs> in the goodwill if I see it and I like it and want to come back for it but it didn't work this time so hopefully something else pops up but this is your sign to go to the goodwill and if you see it just buy it don't don't wait on it like i did and you will regret it so yeah that's the <laughs> that's the most exciting part of my week currently is that i didn't get my mirror that i wanted at the goodwill i don't know about you guys but um <laughs> nothing too crazy exciting all right so that is enough of that. I have talked way too much about myself and my uneventful week. I'm going to get into some of these questions, so thanks to anyone that submitted a question. And I'm just going to go through a few of these and see how far I get within the allotted time. I don't want to go too long, but um, yeah, I'll try to find things that are most relevant and the most common questions that I normally get. All right, so one common question that I do get is how do you network in college slash get to know professors and build that connection needed for good recommendations? And so I was lucky enough to go to Salisbury where it was a relatively small uh, school. 
and the department was pretty small compared to, you know, a big university, a big state university, whatever it may be. Uh, so they had a super small chemistry program, I mean, chemistry department. So basically, if you are a chemistry major and you did my track, which was a biochemistry track, and you minored in biology, you ended up taking a class with almost every single chemistry faculty throughout your time in college. And then you also got to know a lot of the bio faculty because you took a lot of bio classes. And so just because it's kind of a close-knit department and everyone talks, you can kind of get to know certain professors a little bit better. And then if I had any electives and I liked that professor, I would end up taking some of their classes. So it kind of was just part of, you know, meeting them through classes. But I think that what really formed that bond was I would try to go to office hours with almost every single professor and some you do just realize that you click with and they're really, really helpful to you or, you know, they reach out and might say, hey, do you want to do research in my lab? And that's how it can be with a lot of other universities, it sounds like. And so I can't really speak to larger universities and I think that's what might make it hard for most people because I know that, you know, you could go to a, you know, bio or chem class and there's 300 people in your class versus my class, which only had about, you know, 35 or so. And so basically just try to form a relationship with your professor in office hours if you can. I know that some professors only <laughs> kind of want you to talk to the TA, but if you can, try to talk to the professors. And as you go through your program, classes will get smaller. You will be able to form a little bit of a better relationship with your professors in those classes and definitely send emails if you feel like you can't reach them in office hours because even sending them emails you can get to know them through that and they'll see your your name and then you know they'll want to put a face to a name so eventually I'm sure you can try to meet up with your professor and then form that relationship. Favorite hobby or what do you do on your downtime? So also, I don't know if I said already, a lot of these questions are STEM-related questions. <laughs> I love how I say that before the one that is not STEM-related, but most of them are. So, if you guys aren't into that, <laughs> you know, just keep listening. You know, you might learn something. But, so, favorite hobby, what do you do on your downtime? I, recently, I feel like I haven't had much time to pursue any hobbies, to be completely honest with you. It's been really tough to be creative right now, especially because my, I don't know, I think it's a lot about your environment and how you set up your environment to make your hobbies easier to do. And it's like when you have the least resistance for something, you are going to do it. And if you have a lot of resistance, you're not going to do it. And for me, I've just had, I feel like I've just had a lot of resistance. Maybe that's just an excuse, but I feel like I've had a lot of resistance for my hobbies, which it's kind of an excuse. I could just find different forms of drawing or anything artistic, but I feel like I've just been expressing my creative, my creativity in other ways recently. And normally I would say that I love to paint and I love to draw, but in the past, I guess, year or so, I haven't really drawn too much. I, I, I don't know if this is like, 
outing myself because I feel like I'm probably a crappy writer, but I do like to write in my journal and write poetry. And I also, I feel like can count this podcast as a creative outlet. So that's kind of what I've been into recently is just kind of doing my podcast and just reading books I hadn't read in such a long time and then I got into it recently kind of that's been like my my downtime routine <laughs> if if you can call it that all right so one question is what is your studying style like and I think I did have I talked about this in a podcast I think that I may have touched on it but I try to tailor it based on the class However, in general, I do like to study by myself because I tend to get very anxious and uh, I don't know, I, I tend to get insecure if I see that everyone else around me is also studying the same thing and I can also get distracted. So it's not always good for me to study in a group right away because I can get distracted and thus feel insecure because other people might have studied other topics that I had not studied yet just based on, you know, if I'm studying for an exam, for example. And so if they bring up a topic and they're like, oh, you didn't know this or, you know, what is this question? I have no idea. Then I start to kind of freak out. I don't know if anyone else has that has that problem. But, you know, if someone says something, then it makes you freak out and then you feel behind and then you kind of psych yourself out. So basically what I try to do is I'd like to study by myself and feel, you know, relatively confident in most things. And then I go to a group or my study group or whoever it may be and discuss the questions, discuss the topics, and I try, I, I know that I used to write down a lot of, you know, holes in my knowledge and then go to my smart friends and ask them, you know, their opinion on if I really understand it well enough or if they should explain to me something else that I might not understand because sometimes you might have gaps in your learning that you don't even realize but if you talk to a friend or a study buddy or a study group they might be like oh actually I think you're understanding it incorrectly and then they can explain it to you better than maybe what you learned in class and then vice versa you can help them out the same way so that's why I like to study myself because then the things that I feel a little bit unsure about I can try to study it and if I'm a little stuck just go to you know my friends or even your professor and ask for help or just I, I would always like to reiterate a question and if I'm understanding it correctly to someone who does understand it because then if you can say something and explain it to someone, most of the time you'll be set for the test. Definitely go to someone for help. I think that's one of the biggest things is to go form a study group. I actually am proud of myself because I was wanting a study group and I followed this girl to the bathroom. <laughs> no, that sounded so bad. Um, I was like going to the bathroom and she was going to the bathroom too. And anyway, we saw each other in the hallway. <laughs> I made that sound so weird. I'm, I'm sorry I made that sound so weird. I could have just said I saw her in the hallway, but instead I had to say I followed her. Okay, moving on. So I saw her in the hallway and I was like, oh, hey, did you do that 
um, quiz, I think it was, because we have a quiz like every other day. We kind of started chatting about how we both had issues with the last question, which I remember I said I did bad on, but I actually did better than I expected. So yay me for that. We actually were discussing the quiz and I was thinking, I was like, okay, these people that I met at the lunch table before I need to make a study group out of because they all seemed really cool. And then it happened to be that the other girl that I met at the lunch table the first day, she also came over and then someone else came over and then we were all like, oh man, like we need to study together. And then boom, study group. So if you guys need tips on making a study group, literally just complain (laughs) and then most likely you are not alone in whatever you're complaining about in the class and just be like hey next time we should work on it together let's let's get each other's numbers and everybody will be down you all be friends and all be good all right so I got a couple questions on did you know kind of did I know exactly what career I was going to do when studying biochem and then another person said how did I know that a PhD was right for me and like my career goal so I feel like those all kind of tie together into the same question so I'll just talk about that when I went to college in freshman year I really didn't know what I was getting myself into and I don't want to sound like biochem is super scary but it is very difficult and I think that well I don't want to say biochem I always say that and people confuse it with biology biochem which is very different than what I did which was chemistry biochemistry track which is basically all of the chem classes all of the biochem classes my school had to offer and then also biology classes um just for a background um so it it is a difficult track I think that it was really really great at introducing me to different research methods and different protocols in our school really gave us hands-on experience which was really really awesome and I think that it was really a perfect track to set me up for a PhD program which actually I had not thought that I would do um I actually up until sophomore year I don't even think that I thought about grad school because that just wasn't even in my mind one I didn't really have anyone to talk about it with like I didn't know anyone getting their PhD in chemistry Two, I just feel like I knew it was a hard program that I was in and I didn't want to have to do any more school. So as it went on, then I saw more and more people were going to grad school and I was like, okay, well, if they can do it, I can do it. A lot of people were suggesting to go get my PhD because I kept saying I want to have my own lab. I want to be a PI someday. And obviously to do that, you need to have your PhD. And so I just started applying like everyone else in what is that early senior year or junior year um just because I felt like it was the right thing to do but honestly when you are in undergrad it's so hard to know what you want to do just based off of the classes and I've talked to people about this about how a lot of the labs they're cookbook style which in industry sometimes it's like that where you do just straight up follow a protocol in a lab most labs I feel like especially for research is not like that like you're doing a lot more problem solving you focus on a particular topic you're not just doing you know a random a random protocol when someone asks you to I I don't think that it's easy to know exactly what you want to do in undergrad because it really doesn't set you up exactly 
for what you're going to do unless you do get into a lab as soon as possible and get some research done. And so that is one thing that I suggest to people is just get into a lab, get some research done as soon as possible if you are interested in doing research in either grad school or even in the industry because that is what it actually is and that is what being in the lab actually is like and not, you know, taking a lab class because that really just is not, (laughs) it is not the same. I think the closest thing that I have found to be the closest thing to a job, I guess, is analytical chemistry, uh, like our analytical chemistry lab. The way they set it up kind of tried to simulate that kind of thing. And if you do quality control, you're going to do analytical type problems and you might be doing very repetitive tasks like that. Um, Not as much so for analytical research. So again, just remember industry and academic research is very different and it all depends on your preference. And so I ended up finding out that I still wanted to do the PhD after I did, I guess, one full year, maybe not even one full year. I think I left my first job at nine months. And at that point, I pretty much was sure that I wanted to apply to the PhD program again and this was just because I I found myself just wanting to do more and I knew that a PhD would give me the freedom to be able to do what I want and also get paid well for it. Do stuff that would interest me a lot more. I still felt like I, I wanted to solve a bigger problem and be able to utilize what I've learned in undergrad and not just do not not saying there's anything wrong with going right out of undergrad and into something like quality control or anything like that and I don't want anyone to think that you have to get your PhD to make good money or even get a good job you definitely can it's just that some of the things that I found were interesting I would consistently look up jobs just because I wanted you know like in your beginning (laughs) stages of your career whether you're in school or whether you're in, you know, getting your jobs, you are never probably going to get the most perfect dream job your first time. And so I encourage you, if you are not sure about what you want to do, just look at jobs on Indeed and search key terms like, you know, research scientist or biochemist or pharmacologist, toxicologist, whatever, and see what they do in the job description Maybe even message some people you see on LinkedIn, do your research, and try to see what the real life, real day in life is for those job titles because um, it'll help you maybe hone in on something that you maybe wouldn't have even thought of before. Like some people end up going to law school after getting uh, a bachelor's in chemistry. And so there are so many things out there. You don't need to go to grad school, but for me, I just found that for what I wanted to do, I really wanted to have a higher education so that I can teach if I want to because that is something that I'm definitely interested in. But I also can see myself going into industry, into a more flexible job that I think that I would really enjoy and find interesting. That was such a long-winded answer and I apologize for just blabbering. All right, so one person asked a great question And he said, as a senior chem major, how did you find time to enjoy yourself and have fun with friends? And that is kind of one of my biggest things 
that I tell people now. Just because life isn't, I think also as you mature, you realize life isn't just school and life isn't just your job or your career. And some people it is, I guess, you know, for some people they're okay with that. But for me, I think relationships with people are the most important thing. When you do a job, for me, since I think relationships are the most important thing, my driving force behind my future job and my future career is to help other people. If I become a PI, to make an amazing learning environment with the connections and the students that I'll talk to. And so whether or not I end up wherever it is, you know, industry or academia, I want to focus on relationships with my coworkers, with other people. And so with that, I think that, you know, that kind of ties in with my lifestyle. And so I don't want to spend all of my time all day, every day working because you have to sacrifice the time that you have with other people. And sometimes you have to set more firm boundaries with not talking to certain people and you know certain things lack in that respect and so basically the reason why I'm saying this is just because originally when I started college I was super super focused on my studies chemistry takes so much time and effort and you're gonna fail sometimes and so I realized that studying sometimes 12 hours straight didn't really make much of a difference than if I maybe only studied, you know, six hours straight. And sometimes you can overwork yourself and burn yourself out and that is detrimental to learning and, you know, whatever you're working on. And so I highly encourage now, which I unfortunately feel like I learned, you know, later in college, I just highly encourage everyone to take breaks, go have fun, and still prioritize. I think prioritization is one of the key components to having a well-balanced lifestyle in college because I would plan every single hour of my day, basically. I was a chemistry major, I worked two part-time jobs, and I was on the club gymnastics team, and my uh, junior year or senior year, I think, beginning of senior year or end of junior year, I can't remember, I was the president of the club gymnastics team. And so that was just a lot of different schedules and a lot of different things that I had to block out of my schedule. Basically, going back to the question, he said, as a senior chem major, how do you find time to enjoy yourself and have fun with friends? So I didn't have a senior year very much because of COVID, but junior year was definitely probably the hardest year of my chemistry major And the biggest thing was just prioritizing. Like I said, in my planner, I would block out time religiously. Things that took priority, it was a daily thing. You know, sometimes things are more important than others. If I had a gymnastics meet coming up, practice was a pretty high priority for me. If I had an exam coming up, you know, that week, maybe gymnastics wasn't as high up on the list. But I think that another thing that I learned later in college is that a huge priority is actually taking breaks and hanging out with friends, whatever it may be. Don't work yourself to death because sometimes studying that 12 hours probably could have gotten done in six. So if you find that something is taking you extremely long 
to figure out or do, you need to take a step back and either tackle it in a, from a different direction or go find someone to help you because there's so many of your classmates that can help you, your professors that can help you, reach out to different professors if yours isn't available. I think that time, time is money <laughs> and maybe not in college because you feel completely broke, but in the same way, your time is very important and um, yeah, so don't overwork yourself. It's so important. I know that you have to sometimes just grind and study for hours and hours and hours, but you know, try to do it and take breaks and still find those days that you know, you might always consistently have a little hour break and try to plan something fun in that hour. That's just what I suggest. A lot of times I would have Friday nights with my friends because after, you know, all of the stuff that you had to do that week, you have Saturday and Sunday to do stuff. Unless it's urgent, I never did things, I don't think, on Friday night, junior and senior year. I mean, I would sometimes, but I would try not to because you just need a mental break. You need to go have fun with your friends or even just stay home and relax, which is what I would do a lot of times, honestly. All right, guys, so that's all the questions I'm going to do for now because I seriously talked <laughs> way too long. But I just hope that this was a little bit more of an insight about me. And then also, I hope you learned something that maybe could help you through your STEM journey or even just your career if you're not STEM. And if you like this episode, please let me know, DM me or text me. I hope that I didn't go off on too many tangents, but really they were kind of open questions. I knew that I'd probably talk a lot, so I didn't hit too many questions. If you guys have any more for me, you can go ahead and DM me. Please rate and review this podcast if you like it and stay tuned for more episodes. I'm going to try to upload every week, either Thursday or Friday, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Mm-hmm.